coming up on today's Midco Sports Network podcast. We're going to turn up the speed. Alex Heinert joins us to talk high school, track and field. With the fact now that we've got Jody, who does a phenomenal job and knows high school sports in this area so well, and is right there in Fargo and is committed to helping us out cover the sport better, and then the fact that I live here now, uh, you know, it just it just makes the co- covering this sport as good as we can do it, it makes it possible. And I, I'm, I'm excited to get to see these kids on a week-to-week basis and get to know them a little better, uh, like I was able to do in South Dakota the last couple of seasons. Welcome to the Midco Sports Network Podcast. Here's Jason Andera. Welcome to another Midco Sports Network Podcast. Today, it's all about North Dakota track and field, high school coverage. And today, we bring back Alex Heinert, Alex, it's track season. You are pumped up. I know, yes. so pumped up that you moved to North Dakota to join your brother <laughs> Alan. It must be an exciting time for you. That's right. I know it, he he wasn't pulling his weight up here, so I decided to make the move north and <laughs> uh, and help out. And uh, so far, so good. Uh, you've been to a few events around the area. Um, tell me first of all. Let's just talk about the athletes that are not back in North Dakota. Sometimes. That helps frame some openings for some new stars this year. Who's not back that we are used to seeing on the podium in North Dakota? Yeah, and that's, it's, you know, when you look at the Dakota schools between South and North, in South Dakota, I mean, a lot of kids graduated, especially on the boys' side. In North Dakota, the the boys, uh, especially in Class A, were hit pretty hard with graduation. Hunter Johnson, um, a great champion from Bismarck, three, uh, three sprint titles, two last season and the one and the two. Um, Alex Talley, who was so good in the throws last year for West Fargo. Zach Sweep, who was fun to watch in the hurdles. Won a high jump championship out of nowhere last year in Class A for Bismarck Century. Um, Hannah Arison from Grand Forks River, a great jumper and javelin thrower. Uh, you know, I mean, they, 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 a lot of good kids aren't there anymore. But in the same token, when you look at who won titles last year, um, in 11 of the 15 events in North Dakota Class A girls are champions coming back. Same thing with Class B boys. 11 of the 15 events are champions back. Uh, in B girls and A boys, there's a little bit less, a little more graduation there. But there are a ton of really highly decorated kids making their way back. And that's really the story in North Dakota of how much talent and how much all-time great talent is going to be running this spring. All right. To frame that discussion for the podcast today, we get the help of a new award, I guess you could call it, here at Midco Sports Network. Alex has come up with the Dakota Dozen, combining North and South Dakota track and field athletes for a preseason look at maybe who is the uh, the particular athletes to watch. And you picked six of them uh, from North Dakota. We're going to go through all six of those athletes and uh, kind of talk about why they are the most decorated athletes coming back. Uh, how do you want to start this, Alex? Who do you want to start with? Sure. Let's let's just start in Class A. Um, we had three three Class A kids, three Class B kids this season uh, that that kind of stand out above the rest. And there was, you know, there there's obviously a, a big field to pick from. A lot of really decorated kids are back in the fold this year. But um, especially in 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 these two classes, th- these kids kind of stand out. And when you look at Class A, you look at Akili Moten of West Fargo, um, who has won the shot put and the javelin now in back-to-back years again, both of those events, so four state championships in the last two seasons for the West Fargo senior. And she's she's not just going for state titles, though, this year. She's going for all-time greatness this season. She is 
awfully close to setting state records in both of those events. Um, she Anytime she's going to be out of meet, you got to make sure you come a little bit early or figure out when the field events are going to be and just go watch her throw. She's just so much better than everybody else in those two events. Um, so she's, she's just so she's strong. Top of the list. Just so strong. And I know she's going to go on to play basketball at the University of North Dakota. And Travis mm-hmm. Brewster talk about just her overall athleticism. But anytime you talk to anyone about Akili Moten, the word strength comes up and she shows it in her throws. Yeah, and she's got great footwork too. I think that's the big thing about, you know, you can be strong. I mean, you can you can have a great physical build and not be a great thrower. But she's got such good legs and such good feet and just moves well. And that's what makes her such a good basketball player. I mean, she's a good athlete that just happens to be really strong. And, you know, when she – indoor season, it's tough to gauge because you only throw shot. You don't throw disc. You don't throw javelin. Obviously, there's not enough space inside the building. People would be killed. You can't do that inside. But <laughs> you when you're throw- You cannot kill people. Yes. <laughs> I agree. You can't – you know, pass. Pass on that. That's not what track and field is about. But when <laughs> – She's she so she's just focusing on shot this time of year and at the state indoor meet she goes out and throws 50 feet in the shot put. I mean that's ridiculous. Now indoors it's a different shot. It weighs the same but it's it's not, you know, it's not metal like it is in the outdoor season. But still, I mean that's you're crushing it if you're throwing a shot put 50 feet. That's good enough for the all-time state record. So she's got to get about 2 2 feet better. She was throwing in the 47s last year outdoors in the shot and uh, and the all-time state record's in the 49. So there's a little bit of a gap to make up. But again, she's got the capability of doing so. She's only gotten stronger and quicker and better from last season. So I think I think it's in range. And Javelin, she's going to get. I mean, she's just a couple of inches. I think she's six inches off the Javelin record. The conditions are going to be right at some point this year that she's going to get that as well. She's She's just an outstanding thrower. So she kind of heads that list. Hunter Lucas, though, of course, or Carly Ackley from Grand Forks Central. So Hunter Lucas from Fargo Davies, Ackley from Grand Forks Central. Those two also are all-time greats in the state of North Dakota. Lucas really burst onto the scene last year. Um, Sam Klosnitzer of Bismarck High was, was the defending champ in the distances. Everybody was kind of looking at him to continue that legacy of having Bismarck High students win those mile and two-mile events. And Lucas took those titles away, and, and it was really impressive to see him win both the mile and the two-mile over such a good runner like Klosnitzer. And, uh, and he's back again this year, and I believe he's top five in the mile. And I think, I mean, right up there in the two-mile as well for all-time records. And he's going to Minnesota next season. He's a kid you got to keep your eye on. And then Carly Ackley of Grand Fork Central, the all-time greatest two-mile runner in North Dakota history. She just edged out Maddie Shirley Fairbairn last year in the two-mile in an incredible race at State. Um, she's got the mile-time on her mind, I think, this year. She's about 10 seconds off the all-time record in the mile, so it's going to take something special. But when you've got such great kids, Lindsay Werner of Bismarck and and uh, and certainly Maddie Shirley Fairbairn of of, uh, of Bismarck High. Um, Werner, by the way, of Bismarck Legacy, sorry. it's it, Three Bismarck schools is confusing now all of a sudden. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, but she, Carly Ackley's got a great chance to be the all-time record holder in both of those disciplines. That's pretty special. She's going to Iowa State next season. So um, anytime, I mean, really, anytime any, any of those three kids are going to be at a meet, you've got a chance to see history made, and that's, that's pretty cool. That doesn't happen every season. You got it, uh, Alex. Those Class A athletes, I mean, some of the best we've, we've really covered here for sure, but some of the best that have ever been. Akili Moten, Hunter Lucas, Carly Ackley. It'll be a lot of fun watching those athletes mm-hmm. uh let's let's talk about your class b 
athletes that made your lists of the Dakota Dozen? Yeah, I would say, I mean, equally, if not more decorated in terms of state championships than those three in Class A, which is crazy to say. But it's a it's a great group kind of headlined by Ryan Wheeling of Newtown, who won all four events he ran in last year at state. Uh, he's been so good for so long. I think he had been a, a mile and an 800 and a two mile champ before that. He and Elliot Stone of Shiloh Christian had a lot of great battles over the years. Stone now at North Dakota State. Uh, Stone graduated, of course, two years ago, and then Wheeling really took things over last year again, winning the eights and the mile and the two mile. He was a state cross country uh, champ a couple of years ago. Um, Newtown just has so many good distance kids. They won another cross country championship this last year to add on to their state track title from a year ago. Uh, he's going to be again the kid to watch in all those distance events. Uh, he's going to have some 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 of his teammates pushing him though. Jalen Chase is back, who won a state cross country title this year. They've got so much depth in the in the mile and the two mile. It's crazy, but um, wheeling really really fun to watch. Um, also in, in the shorter distances, Dawson Cram of Dickinson Trinity has won three straight hundred meter championships. That's not done very often, certainly on the boys' side in high school sports around the country. And so he's got a chance to do the four peat this season. He He's going to be pushed. There are a lot of good sprinters in Class B, but uh, Cram has got the 100 and 200 titles to defend. He, by the way, right now, and this is, uh, I just found this out the other day from his coach, Craig Kovash, but Cram right now, not uh, not running at the moment because of a, a training thing. And so, so that's something to kind of watch for as the season goes along. We'll see kind of what happens there, but hopefully he's going to be good to go for state this season. Um, but then also on the girls' side, Peyton Froelich really stands out. There are a lot of returning champs again in Class B girls who are great. Uh, Gracie Wright from Hillsborough Central Valley is the defending 400 champ. When you look at Beatrice Jelland of Park River, Fordville, Lankin uh, in the sprints, she's going to be one to watch certainly this year. But Peyton Froelich, when you look at the the flexibility that she's got to be a contender, she was a runner-up in the, in the quarter last year. She was a runner-up in the 800 and then she won the mile and the two mile. And the way North Dakota runs their meets, you know, the two mile and the quarter and the eight are all run pretty close to each other on Saturday at State. And that's that's a tough load. And Peyton Froelich, if you've seen Peyton Froelich, she's not a big kid. I mean, she's uh, sprightly would be the word yeah, that I would use. She could get she's by just, as a middle schooler fairly easily. Yeah, but she's such a great competitor and yes. has a great motor and it just has the ability to be able to run – the two mile and turn around and run the quarter like that. I mean, that's Macy Hines esque. I mean, that's really special to be able to. And Macy Hines, by the way, for North Dakota people that don't know, 19 time state champ from South Dakota that has won everything from the 100 to the two mile. I mean, Froelich is in that conversation of that kind of range. And she's going to North Dakota State next season. And, uh, and I, she's poised to have a really, really strong year again this year. But I get a lot of really good kids in Class B that could step up and give her a run for her money. But I just uh, a, a really a, a nice kid and a kid that um, it just stands out for. Uh, oh, by the way, again, a lot of these track kids, great kids at the state meet last year. Peyton Froelich just gets done running a two mile, and again, her third race of the day. She j- it's sweltering heat out there. It was a really tough day because it was it was wet. And then it was hot and it was windy and just a lot of different weather going through Bismarck. And everybody else after their meet was done would probably pack it in. And Peyton Froelich is out there handing water to competitors and putting towels over people after they get done. And it was, I mean, just a testament to the the character of this kid. So uh, that's the type of kids you get in track and field sometimes. Uh, The salt of the earth. um, Forey Foggin, the long, I'm sorry. Forey Floggin from Rapid City Stevens, a longtime great cross-country coach that's going into the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame this year, always said that track and field and cross-country kids are the salt of the earth, and that's, I think, certainly the case. 
lot of great kids. And uh, anytime you make a list like this, uh, you're always going to have some people just outside. And you mentioned quite a few of them. Just, yeah, I mean, you could go on and on and on and on and talk about great athletes at uh, at the North Dakota track and field level. But uh, pretty special to be able to make the first Dakota Dozen list for these six North Dakota athletes. Yeah, a lot of good kids. A lot of good kids that we didn't include. But, um, but this group does, yeah, stand out above the rest, certainly. All right. Well, Alex is going to get to more of his class team predictions next week on Varsity Sports. So tune in 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Varsity Sports, every week we'll have track coverage from Alex, but next week will be interesting because he's going to stick his neck out, make a few bold predictions on what's coming up this season. (laughs) Uh, Any type of preview on that is going to be tougher this year. We're going to have some repeats. Uh, You can actually save the predictions for next week, but just give us an overall. We'll we'll give you, yeah, of course, we can can overview. Uh, I mean, when you look at what happened last year, again, you see on the A side, a, a dynasty maybe start to be put in motion with what Bismarck Century was able to do. Again, they won the year before to snap that long run of Bismarck High. I think 11 straight titles snapped by uh, by Century. And, and the Patriots are back this year. They have a lot of guys to replace. But they've got also just more depth than anybody else. Um, watch out, though, for Bismarck Legacy and for Bismarck High. I think the depth in those two schools is much better this year. Legacy is going to be a real contender in Class A. I think they've got, from top to bottom, they've got kids almost in every discipline that can perform. But at Century, I think, still the team to beat. Again, we'll have the official prediction next week once they have a chance to crunch the numbers a little bit more. But uh, certainly watch out for those West River schools again in Class A boys. Class A girls, this is Fargo Davies' title to lose. I think everybody knows it. They have so much talent, and they were able to win their first state championship last year, beating, again, a Century team that had a bit of a dynasty going, I think, with five or six straight championships for Davies to pull that off. And they really bring just about everybody back. And they are stacked on the field, and especially on the, on the track, excuse me. When you go with Rose and Rosalind Gay in the 100 and the 200, um, Kayla Beal in the, uh, in the hurdles, when you look at what they've got in the middle distances, they've got some younger kids that are really starting to step up. Uh, their relays are going to be tough. Um, I mean, they're just, Rory Beal has done a great job of just building a team. And that's not always easy to do on the track side, but kind of following the Century and the Bismarck High model of just building a group of kids that really likes running together, really likes spending time together. And they're super talented. So uh, the West River schools will be tough again this year, certainly. Um, High and Century won't go away anytime soon, but Fargo Davies definitely the, the team to beat in Class A girls. And on the, on the B side, it's always unpredictable. Hazen has won the last couple of Class B girls championships. They'll be tough again this year, but they did graduate. Again, a lot of key performers from last season. Uh, same thing with the boys. Newtown won last year. They kind of have everybody pretty much back, but they really only excel in the distance events. They don't have anybody in the field. They don't really have anybody in the sprints. It's just a matter of can they rack up enough points in the 800, the mile, the two mile, and the four by eight to put them above everybody else. And they'll get they'll get pushed. I mean, there there are some good schools out there with a lot of good kids. It, it, who knows at this point? But like I said, we'll have official predictions next week. I think it's going to be a little tougher to call this year. But uh, hopefully we'll steer you in the right direction. Well, I, for one, am looking forward to seeing what you do. Your predictions were pretty spot on last year. And uh, no pressure, but we're no looking pressure. for the same out of you this year, Alex. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's fun. It's always fun to look and try and get your crystal ball out and, and figure out maybe who's going to stand out and project who's going to step up and move up a couple of spots on the podium. But um, 
I mean, it was last year was was fun. I got I went ten for ten last year in North and South Dakota for all the classes, but that's rare. I don't know if we can pull it off again this season. We'll see. I certainly hope so. We'll be rooting for you, that's for sure. Another huge theme this year in North Dakota is maybe some erasers that are broken out and uh, take a look at the record book and see if we can rewrite some of it. What are the top records you're going to be watching this year that uh, are maybe potentially threatened? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, along with the ones we mentioned with um, the girl shot and and javelin with the Keeley Moten and then the mile with, with Hunter Lucas and with Carly Ackley, you know, I think that Kyle Odegaard of Lisbon has a great chance to break the all-time javelin record. This kid threw 201 feet in the jav last year at the state meet. Again, won the state title in Class B by almost 40 feet. I mean, 40 feet, is that's ridiculous. When the second-place kid's throwing 164 and you're throwing 201, that's pretty impressive. Um, he's, he's about seven feet off the all-time state record, which is, I believe, 208. So he's in range. I mean, he's not that far away, and if conditions are right... That's something that you could pull off. And again, Javelin's only been around since 2002 in the state of North Dakota, so it's not like he's trying to break a record that's been set in the 70s. But still, all-time great. That's, that's pretty special. So he'll be one to watch certainly this year. Um, also, too, watch out in, you know, watch out in the triple jump. I know there's a, there's a gap there, but Devon Pope is just a special athlete and really burst onto the scene last year. He's got a ways to go, but, you know, Anytime you sort of figure it out in an event and then you get stronger and get better the next year, you know, he's already jumping in the 45s. I think 45.9, I think, is what he won state with last season. So he's still got about two feet or so to go. But, um, but he seemed to just improve by leaps and bounds. Not, don't, sorry about the pun, but it's true. It's in true. the triple jump last season. So I, I don't think he'll get that, but he's got a chance to, to be pretty special and do some special things out there this season. Um, those are kind of the main ones, really, in North Dakota of records that I think have a shot to get taken down. Um, most of the others, I think, are probably going to be safe this season. But it's always fun when you've got a couple that maybe could go down. All-time state records don't get broken every season. It's pretty special. Again, for Carly Ackley to do that in the two-mile last year, that's special. We could see a couple more maybe get taken down this year. I'm more interested to see what kids can take down platinum records from last year. We've now had two years of the Platinum Awards, the best marks in both North and South Dakota combined. North Dakota did really well last year. I was really impressed with uh, how much of a push. South Dakota kind of kicked everybody's butt in in the first season of this. Last year, North Dakota athletes did much better. And uh, there'll be some kids that'll be gunning for the best marks that we've seen in the last couple of seasons on the Platinum side of things, which, of course, we talk about pretty much every week on Varsity Sports on MidCoSN. Yes, for those of you who don't know about the Platinum Leaderboard, make sure to check that out. It is, uh, it's is—it's been fun just to gauge you know, where your state is at in general against uh, the other states. So, um, yeah, be looking for that every week on Varsity Sports as well. All right. Anything we missed here, Alex, as far as uh, North Dakota high school track and field and what we're looking forward to most this year? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's basically the gist. Some of the some of the little subplots involve who's going to step up in the Class A sprints. Again, Hunter Johnson has graduated, so now there's a gap there. And there are a lot of guys, when you think of like Jacob Levine from West Fargo or maybe Alex Brasso from Bismarck Legacy, or there's, there's a Alex York from Fargo Davies, won the 60 at the, ES store, or the, at the EDC Indoor last week. There are a number of guys kind of vying for that top spot. It'll be kind of like in South Dakota. It's really similar in both states, as it kind of is almost every year with, with boys in sprints. But it'll be fun to see who emerges there. It'll be fun to kind of see who pops up. 
and and kind of fills the void, you know, in some of these field events. And there are, there are a lot of really good kids that graduated on both the boys and the girls' side. So, you know, who's going to be the best shot put thrower and the best discus guy in Class A boys without Alex Talley there? Who's going to be the best hurdler without Zach Sweep? I think it's going to be fun to see how some of those kids establish themselves. It'll be fun to see, too, like, again, which which of the best kids really emerges. We saw Maverick Coleman from Lisbon come out of nowhere to win a platinum award in the 300-meter hurdles at state. More than anything, I think, North Dakota kids just seem, whether it's the weather is tougher so they don't get as many meets in, or they just really thrive off the great competition that happens at the state meet. But it just seems like we had more surprises and more outstanding performances at state last year than I've really seen you know, before. And it was my first year going to the North Dakota State High School meet. And it was it was pretty special. And so maybe that's a trend. I'm curious to see if that's going to be the case again this year, if it's kind of more the same, if this is the way it is or if last year was unique. But a lot of really cool story storylines we'll be watching certainly every weekend this year to see what pops up. You talked about it a little bit there. I just wanted to reiterate the weather has been a little different this spring than it has been the last couple of springs. And uh, I don't know. We'll see if that has any effect. Maybe having a little nicer weather earlier into the year. I, I think that might. I've got my fingers crossed right now. I mean, it's it's been really great. I, we uh, we had our first, kind of the first wave of outdoor meets this past Tuesday. Um, I got to go to Kindred and see a lot of really good Class B kids run. And the weather was good for about two hours or so. The meet okay. started around 4 o'clock. It was good till about 5.30. And then all of a sudden the wind kicked in. And it was it was not ideal running conditions or throwing conditions. And so, you know, it's a ma- so many of these you know, all-time records and, and so many of these state qualifying performances, it really just depends on the conditions sometimes. And you can have a you can you can win a race and put up a good time kind of in whatever conditions if you are a great runner or a great thrower or a great jumper, but if you really want to chase history, you really have to have the right day and the right competition and so far, again, North Dakota, it's been pretty mild, and hopefully that can keep up. Um, but if it doesn't, that that affects how times go towards the season's end. So you got to put the time in, and you got to put the work in, no matter what it's doing outside. But typically, if it's a little bit nicer, as you'd imagine, you got a better chance to do something special. Alex, really great to talk to you about North Dakota High School track and field. As always, you do a great job of covering it, and being in North Dakota this year might give you a little bit more of a perspective too on what's going on across the state. It'll be uh, We are committed here at, at Midco Sports Network to really stepping up our game in North Dakota. You are there now. Jody Norstedt is here at Midco mm-hmm. Sports now. It's going to be great to, to really be the place to cover high school track and field this spring. I think that's what I'm most excited about. I mean, really for the last couple of years, this is my fourth year doing track and field for Midco SN, and you know, the last couple of years, we just didn't have much of a presence on this side of the border. And and you'd, you'd call coaches and you'd follow results. And like Lee Timmerman out in Bismarck would always send us footage. And there would be a great relationship to try and get, you know, what we could. We'd come up for state every year, certainly. And we'd see the kids when they'd come to Howard Wood. But the fact now that we've got Jody, who does a phenomenal job and knows high school sports in this area so well and is right there in Fargo and is committed to helping us out cover this sport better. And, and the fact that I live here now, uh, you know, it just, it just makes... The covering this sport as good as we can do it, it makes it possible. And I, I'm, I'm excited to get to see these kids on a week-to-week basis and get to know them a little better, uh, like I was able to do in South Dakota the last couple of seasons. You know, going to that Kindred meet, it was really eye-opening because you sort of know the best kids who are state champs from a year ago. 
But, you know, you kind of look around and like you see teams that uh, uniforms you're not familiar with. You see coaches that you don't know their names yet. And you're kind of I'm out of my comfort zone a little bit. So it's going to be a great push to sort of get to know that second level of kids who might be coming up, who's making strides this season. Um, I'm looking forward to that immensely. It's always really fun to try and figure out sort of a new aspect of covering the same thing that you've been covering for the last couple of years. And this is a great opportunity to do so. Well, you gave us a little little scare when you took that uh, UND job that uh, we might lose <laughs> you here on Varsity Sports, but very excited that you are back covering track and field for I Varsity mean, hockey, Sports. Hockey's great, but I mean, track and field, come on, guys. <laughs> come on, come on, people. What are we living for here? <laughs> anyway, excellent. Thanks for your time once again, Alex. It was great to have you. Great to have all this insight, and it will be awesome to see how this season unfolds, and you will be there every step of the way. Thanks again for your time. No, of course, buddy. Thanks for having me. Go track. All right. Go track. Thanks for uh, tuning in to another Midco SN podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this Midco SN podcast. To listen to any of our past episodes, go to midcosn.com slash podcast.